What's going on, everybody? This is Ezra McNeil for another episode of Real Talk with Ezra. Um, this episode is about summer internships. Uh, hopefully, all the people that listen had, you know, the ability, uh, the availability, you know, to be at a company um, from any type of spectrum, from PBS to even delivering food on food trucks, you know. But internship is an internship, gaining knowledge in all that. So today with me, I have a, a few friends with me who had great internships from different platforms, from financial to sports to science to public relations and all that. So, you know, let's just get the conversation started and let's introduce ourselves. So, hey guys. What's going on, what's going on? Hey, hey Ezra. What's up, what's up? Um, I am Katara Ruth, a junior management information systems major with a minor in cybersecurity. And for the academic year of 2019 and 2020, I am serving as the junior class president. I am Gabrielle E. Wilkes, a uh, soon-to-be-graduating senior, biology right. and mathematics double major. Super duper senior. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> biology and mathematics major, um, Miss Black Virginia 2020, and I entered at Deloitte. What'd you say? I entered at Deloitte. Okay, okay. Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Gotcha. <laughs> Hi, hello everybody. My name is Javante Marcel. Um, I'm from Northern Virginia. I'm a manufacturing engineer, graduated in May 2020. Um, I've interned at a lot of places uh, from freshman year uh, all the way to my senior year. Heard you, heard you. List them? Yeah. I, I, so my freshman year, I got an internship at NASA. Okay. Sophomore year, I got an internship at Lockheed. Then coming in that fall, I worked at Seacam, which is partners with Rolls Royce down the street. Oh, wow. Excuse me. And um, this year, I got the opportunity to intern with Sikorsky, which is a partner with Lockheed Martin. Okay. So that's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, what's up, everyone? My name is Taj Falk. I'm a senior sports management major. Um, this past summer, I held an internship as the operations associate at Next Level Video in okay. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So, yeah. That's so, you was traveling, too. Yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, word. Uh, yeah, so um, for those who remember or don't remember, um, I had an internship at Burnton Conan Wolf. Um, it's a PR agency that was based in New York, um, and I was in the data and analytics um, practice or whatever you call it. So with that being said, let's just dive in and let's talk about our experiences at our internship. So whoever wants to go first, you know, you could just go ahead. Take your time. Uh. <laughs> My internship experience, um, it was definitely a learning experience. Um, well, one of the things we said we wanted to talk about was making sure that, you know, you don't limit yourself and think, oh, just because this is my major that, you know, you can't intern here. So I'm a biology and math major, as I said. So Deloitte obviously, like, was at the forefront of my head. Next step would have been, like, med school or interning at a hospital. But when presenting with the opportunity, I um, took it. And it's taught me so much about myself. Um, it's taught me that I can do anything I put my mind to. It's um, given me insight on the other side of medicine so um one thing i didn't know they had i didn't get to work in it but i learned a lot about it they have an industry called the life and health sciences industry so hopefully that's where i'll get into you know when i start working there and i'll get to learn um the business technology side of the medical field my experience was pretty dope um it was my first time up north 
So I was in Connecticut. It's different up there. Um, sometimes they know how to act. Sometimes they don't. <laughs> but um, it was different because I was actually for the first time interning with something where it was aligned in my major. So I was doing more of a manufacturing side of things, building helicopters, like seeing the first hand. Even though it was like an okay experience, like of course you had to go with the bad. Right. The good outweighed the bad sometimes, but it gave me an opportunity to look inside the company and say, okay, cool, I could start here, but I know I want to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But this would be an okay start. It wouldn't be great, but it would be okay. Mm-hmm. So that was the experience I got with my last internship that I had this summer. You want to speak about your past, you know, since you had the list. You chill, know. Chill, chill, chill. <laughs> <laughs> I'll chat about it. Um, my freshman year, um, I guess my freshman year was to prove everybody wrong. Mm. So everybody was like, oh, you can't get an internship. You're a freshman. Like, what type of experience you have? Like, we, why, how do you want to get an internship and you're a freshman? How? Right. And I was like, what you mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I got one. So that one was in project engineering. So... That's completely different, but it also showed me the importance and the different side of engineering. Mm-hmm. More of the project management kind of operation kind of side of that. Then um, that was in Florida. And then the year after that, I was interning in Colorado. So that was my first time out west. Mm-hmm. They live life freely and way different out that way. I heard. Not cool in Colorado. I love it. Um, to live there, I don't know for sure. Kind of cold. <laughs> but... Um, that was pretty neat, but that was another opportunity that I didn't really want to do because it was quality control engineering, and like that's just making sure things are okay. Mm. Like checking the quality on something is like self-explanatory. Okay. Then um, when I was working at CCAM, I was more doing a um, machining kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So like the big machines, you see people cutting metals and stuff. Right. That's cool, but I mean like that's not. I want to get an opportunity to where I can get a full of what I want to do with my degree which right. is like engineering so like I want to get the full spectrum of engineering as a whole that's kind of what I got this summer but again not really it right know? I feel yeah. like I feel like my um, internship experience was great um, very different different from every level uh, starting with when I applied for this internship I noticed it was lacrosse which I never played a day of <laughs> I never played lacrosse a day in my life I honestly never even seen the game like on TV. Oh wow! So um, that was very different. Uh, just dealing with lacrosse, and also when I received the internship, uh, I found out I was the only black in the office. Mm. It's three different companies in one office, and I'm still the only black in the whole office. That's crazy. Wow. So I think it's very different coming from HBCU into a work environment where at HBCU, you know, all of your peers. Most of your professors are African-American, and then you go into work, and you're the only African-American there, period. So I think that's very different. So, um, like I said, how do I get into this? Like I said, I did operations in Philadelphia, so my company was sponsored by Nike. So um, You got the drip. Yeah, we did. (laughs) We got drip. We got got free drip, too. You know, we got Nike Nike, um, merchandise. So, um... We did all mostly Nike lacrosse events and uh, also events at different universities of Nike, Ohio State. I went to Ohio State twice mm-hmm. for, their, uh, for their top 200 camp for the upcoming um, prospects coming in. Um, so I did a lot of traveling. I worked six days a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's crazy. Six days a week, every week. 
And I think, I mean, and then I'm traveling, so I might be in the office two days, three days a week. Other days I'm on a flight, going to different places. I've probably been to at least six, seven states this summer just by itself. I did over 15 tournaments or events for um, the company. So I feel like I had a great experience, you know, just working hard all, all summer, one day off a week, traveling, you know, traveling is very draining. Right. It, sound, it looks cool. I know a lot of people, like, they see me on Instagram and they see my stories like, oh, you be everywhere, right. all that. But, like, in real life, I'm actually very tired. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like in a different time zone, yeah, I don't come yeah. back is like three you hours. Off, yeah, you're like, off, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's mine. Yeah. Nah, but that's what's up though. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, you get to travel. Like, yeah, that was what's up. Um, this summer I had the opportunity of doing an internship with KPMG, and I was in their federal sector of the firm. I was federal IT audit and insurance, so I had the opportunity of really doing their a lot of their IT controls. I worked on a project with um, DSA um, department, not DSA Department of Transportation, and AFA uh, FAA, which is Federal Aviation Association. So those were the clients for the project that I was on. And basically, I was going behind associates' works um, works and looking at different reports and screens, um, screenshots for the systems that they were in. So they had systems like um, Prism was one. Another system was Castle. So a lot of the um, access controls and monitoring the um, access points that the client, um, I guess, workers within the client's jobs. I was just going behind to make sure those um, reports were matching with what the client wanted. Um, I kind of came in at the end of the project. The project started sometime last year in 2018. Um, So not much um, was left to be done, but it definitely gave me an insight to what I didn't really want to do. So if having the opportunity which I was extended my offer to go back to the firm. I just extended it because I don't know if I want to take it or not. But um, if having the opportunity, I would try to be granted uh, to do a rotation program. So um, my minor being cybersecurity, I would like to go into the cybersecurity um, industry or either their their data analytics. So gotcha. into it. That's what's up. I can say for me. Um, my internship, data and analytics, that is not my forte <laughs> at all. Uh, I I want to do this for a living, honestly. Mm-hmm. So having that, had being at a desk learning about Excel and how to do social media tracking and stuff like that was like a totally different experience for me. Although I could say like I definitely grew um, because like what Gabby was saying, like I found like. I could do anything, you know what I'm saying? That yeah. like it, it's not gonna take much for me to like get this and, and run with it. I mean, but um, I help you with this as well, though. Like yeah, no, nah, it, it definitely did, especially yeah, seeing like knowing what shares and impressions are and, and how how the different different demographics see things or how they like it, how they don't like it. It was it was very like interesting to really understand, especially since I'm working with or my quote unquote clients are like top companies, you know, in in many different industries um even how i got it was out of ordinary like i got it because the uh the 
my main mentor from a high school scholarship that I got um, found out about, um, no, her friend was the uh, regional manager of AT&T, and who was also my frat brother, and we just met, like, one day emails, like, yeah, he's looking for an internship, he wants to be, like, in mass communications, blah, blah, blah. He was like, yo, call me. I called, I, I left class and called this man. He was like, yeah, got this opportunity for you so you could be part of the Advertising Club of New York, um, which is, like, this other huge company. Yeah. Um, and doing, telling her, no, telling him, like, yeah, I'm down with it. He was like, all you need to do is follow this blueprint, like, like, you know, fix up your resume. Like, we fixed up my resume, like, got my, you know, communications better, like, within, like, three to four days. Mm-hmm. And it was due in April. Like, this is May, June. Like, we about to get out of school, right? So, once doing all that, I get a call from the advertising club, and I was like, yeah, you're in the advertising club. Now, the advertising club had got me the actual internship at Burns and Colonel Wolf. So, basically, I had two internships, but I was working at Burns and Colonel Wolf, but still getting, like, it was a bag, like for real. Black season. It was crazy. <laughs> but um but from you know, from all that, like I really you know, it was really a great overall experience. Um we're gonna get into the good and bad about everybody's internship, but I could say for me to start that off, um I really didn't have a any bad situations. I could say that although I was the like what you said, Ty, is like basically the only person like at an HBCU or from an HBCU in this in this arena it was I know I had to like be the top tier you know because everybody's looking at me like my desk was in the middle of the office so everybody saw me and like I had to set myself apart like I posted black people on my desk I posted Dr. King Malcolm X you know um, Miles Davis and Mm. um, Louis Armstrong like in playing this trumpet in front of Giza just so people could like see me and know that I'm really working hard because I want I want this you know yeah, what I'm saying yeah. so it was from from doing all that and really like you know busting my butt a lot of people really recognized me and I was just shocked that everybody just saw me do, doing me yeah. but like still subliminally like yo I got to I got to make this stuff work for me. So I can say it was very, it was a great experience from networking with people. Um, I actually got to hit them up, you know, just to check on them and stuff. Just so, you know, next year, you know, I'm I'm graduating, you know, (laughs) so I can come back, you know, for a couple of years. Um, But yeah, it it wasn't, the only bad thing I could say is since I'm from Long Island, that 45 minute trip like on the train crazy, yeah. yeah the the train oh. the traffic on the train was just ridiculous and mm. delays and stuff like that i could say that was the only like bad part of the internship that's crazy yeah I'll, I'll get into like especially what you just speak on like when you receive these internships like us as black people we really have to put on for other black people mm-hmm. because yeah. you're like the impression you leave after that internship will really crazy. you know with that company like that's that's gonna decide if they really want to hire another black person or right. another uh, another HBCU. Right. I know, like just me, I'm working with people that attend University of Michigan, Villanova, and then you have me, Virginia State. So on paper, it's looking like they're the better candidate, you know. But mm-hmm. in all honesty, I'm smarter than them, mm-hmm. and that's the thing that even my boss told me. He's like, you you know, you're really smarter than them, and I didn't realize that until I got there. So I think it's just. 
it's just important to really like put on for yourself and put on for your family and you know being black period mm -hmm. what could you say was like the you know the good or the bad from it from you know your um, experience? the bad is i kind of didn't know what i was getting myself into mm -hmm. honestly i didn't know it was going to be that much work i was gonna have that much responsibility so I didn't know I was going to be going to events by myself, flying to Charlotte by myself oh, wow. for three days, four days, working, managing other people, managing a team of 10 people at an event. I didn't know I was going to have that much responsibility. Um, so I think that was it. But, I mean, all that made me a better person, you know, working with Excel. Like you said, I didn't know anything about Excel. Whole time, every day yeah. I'm on Excel. Oh, my God. <laughs> Organizing things. And that's the, that's the crazy part. Like, I say, I can say for the data and analytics for my job, the first day they was like, yo, from you learning this, you're smarter than 70% of the whole company. Yeah. I said, what? And you know, Excel is not easy. So no. Learning, it looks easy, though. Excel it looks looks easy, really but easy. once you do those V lookups yeah. and those what <laughs> is different. And then when you start making your own... You know, documents, yeah. own spreadsheets. Yeah. Where do you start? Yeah. <laughs> right. Very bad. That's crazy. Very bad. Um, with me, uh, I could talk about the good and the bad because it's just like um, I'm from Virginia and I come from like a West Indian background. So it's just like the way how I communicate with certain people and the way how I would like move towards certain people is not how they would move. Because like up north, like nobody cares for nobody in a sense. Mm -hmm. And like you could come across working around some real anal people and like the worst is to work around is engineers that think they know it all because they're not really receptive to change right and like first off you're an intern so they don't really too much care for you because yeah. you're an intern you're not a full-time employee then on top of that you're like a minority so they're looking at you like okay cool that's two strikes against you in a sense right. and then on top of that like 90% of the time, as an intern, they're going to give you projects where you have to tell other people what to do. So you're younger than them. So you're telling a person that's a professional, that's been doing their job for years, like, we need to implement change. And this is where the change needs to be done. And they're like, we've been doing this for years. Why can't I change for? Right. So that's, like, kind of the hiccups and the problems that I kind of went through. Because, like, there's easier ways to do certain things, and there's shortcuts to take to get the product done faster. And also be as the same quality as you were to do it this way. But then, like, they're like, no, why would you do it that way when it's been working this way for X amount of years? And right. How do you not know that this is how, like, this is the way to do it? Yeah. How do you not know this program? It's so close to this program. You should just ease it. So it's just, like, people trying to assume that you know certain things because you know certain programs or, like, they went to whatever school they went to and they learned that in school. So you're coming from this school and you're supposed to know it because they feel as though they continue doing the same thing over and over again. Another thing that pissed me off is that... <laughs> 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 you good, you good. Nah, another thing that pissed me off is that, like, this is the last thing. It'll be like, okay, you say, oh, I go to Virginia State University. And they're like, oh, Virginia, 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 Virginia Tech? Yeah. 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 Like, no. no. And you're like, nah. Like, like, oh yeah, your school's in Blacksburg? I'm like, no, nah, buddy. That's the wrong bird. bird. That's the wrong bird. bird. And it's just like them thinking that it's like, okay, cool. So you go to Virginia State, like, okay, yeah. great. You go to this great university, like, 
goodness, like what's the Hokies colors? Like burgundy, burgundy, orange. Oh yeah, I love your school. That burgundy and orange just does something to me. It's like orange and blue from Petersburg. Got the wrong bird right next to Cookout and Wawa. That's where I'm at. I went through that all summer. It was so bad because a lot of the people who who work for the firm now, they are graduates of those schools. Yeah. So they just mm-hmm. instantly think that's where you're from. No. I'm like, no. Yeah, and they just speak like, so good at them. I'm like, oh, you really, you know where Virginia State is? Do you know where Virginia is? State is? Virginia or? State? No, I was talking about Virginia Tech. No, no. I go to Virginia State. <laughs> <laughs> and they say Petersburg and they look at you like, where is that at? I said 30 minutes from Richmond. That's right. That's what I was talking about. Virginia Beach? I'm like, ah. That's an hour and a half away. I would say the good and the bad for my internship and my personal experience. The good was that I can say KPMG, they, they stick true to their morals and their values. So them having that that family aspect they really showcase that and and it seems genuine now maybe it was because i don't know if I, you know as african americans we tend to just automatically merge to one merge another, to one yeah. another. Of, course, of course so the black you know associates first year associates and even the executives you just instantly get this family bond with them like we have a whole group chat to this day we still talk and um that's something that i truly love and i love the 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 opportunity that kpmg gave us you know continuously throughout our internship to have to connect with higher ups so i was meeting black partners on a daily basis they have many opportunity um like outings for us we had a we went to um top golf and it was all the partners of from the (laughs) it is (laughs) from you know from the tyson's corners office and the dc office and you had the partners the senior managers the the um, managing director so that was a great experience to see them on a daily basis so you can have you know have someone to kind of look up to like you know i can do this because you come from the same background so to speak just like me so that was nice that they gave those opportunities um one thing that i didn't really like um i didn't like that i didn't have many opportunities as far as like my workload and so um the work that I did get was was beneficial, but I would have liked to get more to truly get the, I guess, the full effect did of what I'm Did you go and ask for work, though? Like, did mm-hmm. you, would you go and ask, like, a manager mm-hmm. or anything like that? Yes, and the thing is, so the, and I did, but the thing about where we came in, so advisory, so KPMG has three sections. You have audit, tax, and advisory. But the advisory, their busy season, as they call it, is the summertime. So a lot of the man, um, you know, the executives, they were out of, they were traveling all the time. Like, literally the first week I got there, my partner that I was shadowing the whole summer had to go to Alabama for like two weeks. So I'm like, dang. So that, that kind of sucked. And sometimes me being in their federal sector, so you have commercial and federal, when you sit under federal, a lot of things you have to have security clearances for or a special mm-hmm. type of clearance to be um, approved to work in those systems. Mm-hmm. So me not having um, those clearances, I didn't really have the opportunity to have access to a lot of the systems that I've 
that I needed to have access to to be able to have a larger workload. So that was another obstacle that I kind of, well, that I experienced. Um, but I, like I said, I did have the opportunity to notice that that's not what I wanted to do, the work that I was able to do. So, but overall, I truly did love the experience. I feel like they invest in the people. They really do. Um, but one thing a lot, a lot of people get caught up in is, um, you know, the things that these firms have to offer you. You can go to any big four firm in my in my own perspective is that you you get any you'll get anything out of these people honestly because they have they have the money to give it to you (laughs) so i feel like people are so like for instance my situation me not going not choosing to you know go back to my internship or to the firm my mom's like why you don't want to go i'm like i can get the same thing that they're giving me at any of the other big four so Mm -hmm. i'm not worried about you know if i'm not about to get paid $35 $35 here. Like, I can get that somewhere else. Right. So, um, not never get caught up in the monetary things mm-hmm. or the little things that a firm can give you because it goes so much deeper than that. You want to go to where you want to work and say, like, I'm ready to go to work today. Mm-hmm. You don't want to dread and you're just going there for the money because that, that, that runs out yeah. really. Your time is more important than your yeah. money. Mm-hmm. I realized that this summer too. Yeah. So. Um, my experience, well, the good part of my experience at Deloitte was that they don't, like, place this intern stamp on you. Like, mm-hmm. they, you're literally working as a real consultant. Like, the only time people know you're an intern is when you say you are an intern. Right. Yeah, so, um, but that also is a bad thing because, like, um, one of the other, per- pe- one of the other interns, some of them were working, they'd write in the chat, like, yo, I'm still in the office. 10 o'clock at night. What? <laughs> so it's like, you know, and consultants, they work, like, their average working hours is, like, 60 to 70 hours a week. So if you were an intern and you're shadowing under a consultant, like, you have to stay there with that consultant, like, as long as they, as long as they choose to stay. And That's time and a half, though, right? Yeah, it'll be we time and over, a half. Over but as she, but as she said, like, it's not about the monetary things because, like, it, it would end up being bad because when times come back to the office, they'd be like, oh, my flight's delayed. Because, like, you got to travel back, like, you got to leave the office at, like, 11 o'clock at night and travel, you're traveling, like, 12, 1 a.m. and stuff mm-hmm. is happening. So, um, that was a good slash bad thing about them. Um, another good thing that I liked was, um, as I told y'all before, the hub that they provided um, the black interns with, well, the HBCU interns with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, we got to... Us getting being able to sit down and build that bond with each other, like even when we'd face different obstacles, like we just hit the chat, like, yo, you wouldn't believe what happened today. And like they would we'd have that emotional support for one another. But outside of that, we were also able to write the um black professionals and tell them what happened and they would be so transparent with us. But it's also a bad thing because like when something went wrong, like I felt I, for me, I feel like when something went wrong, it went really wrong. Cause it's just like there was I love that the firm was so transparent because you really see what it's like to work there. So you really got to, you know, assess like what, how much you could take and how much, you know, was too much for you. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that was my experience. That's what's up. Um, so we're talking about, we're all from the HBCU. Mm-hmm. We're at these internships, we're probably the only person who is from an HBCU or just even, you know, besides Gabby, having melanin. <laughs> so yeah. besides the good and bad, what I mean, what 
did you take from it just being the minor, uh, the minority in your office? I'll start. Um, so, yeah, so as I said, like, they had, like, a little hub for the HBCU interns. But one thing that I definitely took from um, being black and working in, you know, corporate America or at, you know, a place where it's dominated by um, white professionals um, is that sometimes we overthink the whole race thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was like... There was a lot of times, you know, I had to pull myself back from certain conversations because everything would be so, oh my gosh, like, she moved her coffee because I'm black. And it's like, <laughs> she moved, no, no, like, you know what I mean? Like, you, like, everything doesn't have to do with race. So that was really important to learn because sometimes, like, we had we we had a lot of real conversations, like, especially at, like, the networking events because it's like, sometimes they just don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I was so surprised at how many people didn't know what HBCU was. Like, it really didn't yeah, no, say. Like, maybe that's something like how, like, do you live in America? Like, yeah, like but it's like, I'm sometimes they really just don't know. And certain people, as you said, like, the different cultures, like, some are more blunt than others. So mm-hmm. the, way they act, the way they ask, we automatically associate it with them asking out of, like, judgment for us. But it's just, like, they're trying to understand. And it's up to us to give them that understanding so they don't, be ignorant and make that mistake with somebody who's not as patient. Right. Yeah. I could say for me, um, me personally, I'm not a person that like looks into that. Like I, I feel as though if you look for it, you see it more. Mm-hmm. And if you don't look for it, then it's you don't notice. Right. You don't notice it. Yeah. But like for me, I notice it a little bit. But how you like kind of deal with it? In my personal opinion is like throw a jab back. You know, <laughs> just just throw a little jab back. So if nice they want to. Yeah, right. nice and nasty. So if they want to be, I guess, say something slick, like, oh, come on, man. You know we don't do that. That's up to y'all. Y'all handle that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's y'all type of people. I'm not, I'm not, right. type, not, not that type of guy. Yeah. I'm not cut from that kind of cloth. Right, yeah. So that's how you got to play it and kind of, like, mess with them, in a sense, and make it bother them more than it bothers you. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, like I said, I was the only black in the company. So, but... One thing I like about this company I was with is they never made me feel uncomfortable. I never felt any racism. Everybody treated me the same way they treated everyone else. So I think if you just go in there positive, not like like Javante said, not thinking about it, mm-hmm. about you being the only black or the only one from the HBCU, then I feel it won't be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, one thing I felt like I took from my... Internship. That's a hard internship. Was that um, you know, like you're, you know how you, what everyone else was saying that you you can do it. Mm-hmm. Like don't don't doubt yourself and the abilities mm-hmm. that you can bring to the table. Um, so one thing that they touched on a lot at our national um, training that I went to was um, this thing called imposter syndrome. Yeah, I was about to ask you that again. Yeah. So right. I found a definition, and it says imposter syndrome can be defined as a collection of feelings of inadequacy that persists despite evident success. Imposters suffer from chronic self-doubt and a sense of intellectual fraudulence that override any feelings of success or external proof of their confidence. That's, that's mine. So. so, that's something that they touched on a lot because we were asking um, one of the leading partners in the diversity and inclusion um, 
industry, he's the partner. And so that was our main speaker for our our uh, training. And he said that he felt like he, when he first joined the firm, he felt like he, you know, he went through that. And he, he had that. And... How do you push past that? That was really the question because you kind of feel like, okay, yeah, I got this offer at this Fortune 500 company. I'm making 70K, but do I deserve it? Like, you, you're questioning yourself. Do I don't you, know. That's weird. Do you feel like that? Because, I mean, I feel as though if you got the opportunity to do it, I mean, you mm-hmm. somehow qualify for it. So, I think that's more of an insecure kind of thing. Than yeah, but sometimes when you're surrounded by, I think, as a minority when you're surrounded by all these higher-ups and every time you go into a room, you feel like you got to always prove yourself. You're always being questioned. Oh, you're, you're a senior, you're a managing director. You're a senior, a senior manager. Like, yes. And you know, but but it's like, sometimes that can get annoying having to be asked that or somebody questioning you. And then sometimes you, you look at yourself like, dang, did I, you know, I do have it, but you know, do I deserve it or because I personally sometimes even think of that like you go into it and I'm like okay I yeah I go to his HBCU and you look at people you know from UVA and and you know we had somebody from my um uh, during my internship people that go to like American University and George Mason UVA and all these big universities that you know in retrospect, really do get more, you know, funding towards their schools, so they get a more better books. collection of resources to, you know, to use from. Um, and you're like, okay, because sometimes there were some days I go into the office and the conversations that people will have. I'm able to put my input in it sometimes, but it, yeah, I can't speak fully. fully. Yeah, because the things that they're learning. You know, I'm like, I haven't touched that. I haven't touched on that yet. (laughs) So, um, so then you start to question, like, I don't know why am I here? Like, no, I feel as though that's an easy thing. You should just like, I wouldn't say figure to you, make it because that's pretty Mm -hmm. whack. (laughs) But um, play a part, and like whenever you can chime in, chime in. But when you chime in, like, make sure you make make sure you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Because if there's ever a time you need to chime in and you just talking just to talk, somebody will pull your card. Mm -hmm. And once that card is pulled, like. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree with Katira though, because I can definitely say that I definitely experienced that like maybe half of my internship. Mm. Because um that's like nobody nobody in the cohort was a bio major. Mm-hmm. Like this one girl got up, she was like, Oh yeah, I'm I'm an SAP major. I was like, like <laughs> they have that. So like everybody there, like their major somehow like directly um correlated with like the firm mm-hmm. and there will be times that as she said like they would use terms there's terms i had to learn like at my internship like mm, metrics exactly i had no idea what it was prior to like even my first day at the client site like i felt so inferior because i saw um the other two interns like they were already like working <laughs> i was like like the guy the first day so i did the fake so you made the thing you know like i was sitting in the meeting just, they just jumped right into it. As I said, they treated us like we were working for Deloitte. So we, at the meeting, they're going over, like, the process and stuff, um, what stage what stage they're in, the phase and stuff. And I'm just sitting there like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And the lead, she was like, you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I, my heart dropped. 
she was like, you have any questions? I'm like, yeah, um, I'm a bio major. Um, I don't know anything you just said. Well, just told her, like, completely. I was like, I have no idea what's going on. Mm. She was like, no problem. And, you know, like, they sat me down. That's another thing I loved about them because they were very patient. They sat me down. That whole, my whole first week, I had to learn chart of accounts, um, general ledger, um, what is it, company code, all that other, all that business stuff. They just gave me terms to, like, look up. <laughs> Literally, like, a vocabulary quiz. And it helped me so much. Like, but then they started to use that to figure out my strengths, and then place me in the pl- place me where they felt like I would be most resourceful. So mm-hmm. they placed me with data team because they because I told them I was also a math major. So Excel was easier for me to maneuver than it was the SAP system. Mm-hmm. So SAP definitely. Yeah, well, I don't know even. <laughs> That's I mean, I like it. I like it, though, and I never thought I'd like tech. Absolutely not. But, no, because no, it's like, I guess, you know, it depends on, everything depends on how you learn. Like, you really have to figure out your learning skill, and I think that's why math, like, resonates with me so much, because I learn by process. Mm-hmm. So if I know step one, step two, step three, step four, PEMDAS, all that. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> so that's how I had to break it up, like, okay, to put in this transaction code, the first step is this, the next step is that, the next step is that, and that's what made it easier for me. I don't know what you was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, mean, I don't know. I can say for me, like, like metrics. That was mm-hmm. a big word that they used throughout like, the whole internship. I was just like, what? I don't even know what metrics is. <laughs> yeah, like, basically. You don't got to explain it, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but I can definitely understand that. Um, me, actually, like, so in the data analytics practice, it was only five people. I was the fifth and only black right so it was just like and i told them from the first day even on the the phone interview i don't have background in in data and analytics but they was like okay we'll work with you they were patient as well Mm -hmm. um and once again like i said earlier like i i grew quick and it was just like okay like the first two weeks you know take your time i was on data camp if y'all ever heard of that so it's like for basically for um like if you're a computer systems major or whatever, you probably know that because it's like teaching me Excel, teach um could have taught me um Python, all wow. those types of systems. So I was doing that for like two weeks straight. And mm. once I got off that, I was just like, Okay, you know, what's what you what y'all gonna give me? So yeah. it was just like, All right, so. we're gonna give you you're gonna work with this company mm. and this is gonna be your your whole thing, then other stuff along the way. So I was like Okay, I could get used to this. Yeah. So it was like I like I like how they were patient with me. Um, as far going back to the imposter syndrome, um, I I don't think I really had it. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't have it. I mean, if I knew it, I knew it. Yeah. If I didn't, I didn't. I wasn't gonna fake the funk. Right. Um, because I, I'm not trying to look dumb at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, um, they, yeah, they, 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 they were, 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 like, if you really don't know it, don't act like you don't know it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know question. me, I asked a lot of questions because I didn't want to, you know, make myself look stupid. Right. So if you ask questions, they'll actually respect that. You know, there's nothing wrong with asking questions, trying to figure out how to do this or what you have to do. So I think that's just some advice. But sometimes, in life in general, just ask questions. True. Sometimes with asking questions, though, like when you work with those real, like, people 
think they you who should know think it. you should know everything mm-hmm. when you ask questions it's just like it's what? like you have to figure out how you want to ask the question mm-hmm. right. not what the question mm-hmm. is yeah i think I, would, uh, I was told a lot when you come to ask questions make sure you do the necessary research yes. and background check before you ask the questions because some things you'll go ask them and like I had to do this whole research project on DSA and DETRA and these are these two you know um, agencies uh, government agencies and they just had this big contract that they did with uh, contractors and small businesses I didn't know what I was reading mm. but you had to you know you don't want to continue especially when you're you know doing research for like these partners or senior managers and stuff and they have busy schedules especially being that it was their busy season you want to go to them because their first question when you ask them a question what did you research Mm, right because everything's public so it's like that's their biggest question for you in return Mm, so you know when you you want to have an intellectual conversation with them so you want to make sure you first come there and have your list of questions but make sure you also have the data or you know the statistics to back it up or what you research so you know like what you're saying you know and what you want to ask so you're not really beating around the bush because sometimes you, you know how sometimes you have a question but you have like five other questions just to answer that yeah. one question yeah. and you don't want to do that so always do your research is something that i that i took from my internship I gotta redeem myself, but um, <laughs> <laughs> no. But the um, to piggyback off of what Javante said, mm. it's also important to own where you are. Like, and I think that's what helped me turn my imposter syndrome around. Because, like, at the end of the day, you have to realize, like, you know, you did not get this internship by chance. Mm. You did not like win a raffle like you applied they had to look at your resume they had to assess exactly you had to go through an interview some of us had to go through a case competition to get it so they see your skills they know exactly what you are capable of but you have to realize that for yourself and it wasn't until my um the person i reported to her name is regis and she was like she was like a helicopter mom but i loved it because like she made sure like that's when someone when your mom you know what a helicopter mom is like Uh, no 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 no. a helicopter mom is like a mom who's like what are you doing honey like what are you doing now what are you doing now what are you doing now like a helicopter mom it's oh, like that. she just stays okay. over, over, over you. Over yeah, to the rescue. Yeah, so that she was that for me. But she was like she was also encouraging me along the way. And then one day I finally like just listened to her and she was like, Oh my gosh, you got it? Like I did so much work that she had no work to do. Like I was doing her work for her. So it's like you really have to own where you are and be confident and realize that, you know, like you're not here just because like you're not here to just fit a quota. Like you're here because you're capable of doing these things. Because at the end of the day, like in a sense, you are working for these firms because they're paying you and they're sending you to these client sites to represent them. So they're not going to pick any and anybody to represent them knowing that you're trash. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And Deloitte has one of the hardest interviews you can go through. Yeah, Deloitte. Difficult. But what it sounds like But what it sounds like now is sort of like we're we're talking about tips, you know, how yeah. to get through the internship. So uh another question before, you know, we you know, head out and stuff like that. How how can we, you know, since we're young adults now, like and young professionals, how can we, you know, handle ourselves as young black professionals? If anybody can answer that question. 
In what sense? Um, however, in how after this internship, like, what have we learned that yeah, we handle ourselves yeah, in the future? Yeah, right. Go ahead, kill it, Tom. <laughs> All right, back to you, you whoever. You have to, um, well, one thing I learned was that, like, I'm very anxious. Like, if I have an idea, it has to happen. Like, that second. Like, anything that I want to say, it has to happen that second. Mm-hmm. And it's like, with this, like, you really have to sit down and think about your thoughts. As you said, like, you have to know how to ask questions. You have to make sure that the answer you're getting back is, like, gonna help you so for me um one thing that i'm starting to do now is be more patient and be slower with everything that i do and not as anxious and rushed because my grandma had this thing it was like haste makes weeks so like you don't want to do something in a haste and then have to go back and repeat it Mm -hmm. and quality control i learned quality control um this summer as well because we don't check our work anymore like even that's like even uh, you can even apply that to school. Like when we do our assignment, we don't go back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we just do it. Yeah, we don't. We just do it and say, "Oh, we're done," and we don't go back and say, "Check for like punctuation, make sure our work's correct, blah blah blah." So like quality control, because she told me like this one percent rule. Like ninety nine percent of your work could be right, but if that one percent is wrong, your client is gonna think that the whole thing is wrong. wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's what I learned. Um, well, my internship, we did exit interviews, which means they'll tell you. The good you did in the internship, mm-hmm. the bad you did in the internship. Okay. So I think my biggest thing was uh, my boss told me like if he gave me if he gave me a task, he said I can complete the task better than anyone in the office. But another thing is if I didn't have a task and I had to, I was just sitting there, I had to find something to do. I struggled with that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one thing I just have to work on. Where if I'm not given work to do, I always have to find work, mm-hmm. you know, to complete, right. you know, just to get ahead or if that's anything. So I think that's the most important thing I learned. Just, you know, stay busy okay. and not yeah. just sit there. Yeah. <laughs> the same problem I had in my exit interview, it was just like if my my manager was telling me if I didn't have anything to do, I would go try and find and do something else instead of try to find more work to do. Mm-hmm. It was just like, y'all didn't give me the work. Right. <laughs> yeah. I go and ask my manager for the work. He said, you don't got nothing for me. Right. So then, you want me to go around to the room and ask everybody if they have something for me to do? No. I'm going to go find out what I want to do. You know what I mean? yeah. <laughs> so, like, that attitude of, like, I do what I want and you do what you can, like, that kind of made me realize, like, okay, you can't move like that mm-hmm. to get further, like, very far in life. Mm-hmm. You can move like that to get what you want, in a sense, but it's not going to help you all the time. Right. You have to kind of suppress that sometimes. True, true. Um, what was the question again? I'm sorry. Basically, um, in, a, in a nutshell, like, what did you learn? What you I know? From it? Yeah, what are you going to take from um, it as being a I think my biggest thing that I took is, like, always just be one step ahead. Like, you just never, you never know who you're going to meet, you know, on your day-to-day job. Like, mm-hmm. things are just thrown at you, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. don't know what to expect. So, always be ready for the unexpected whether it's starting from like just how you dress for the day like you want to know who you're going to be you know who you're going to be meeting that day so one thing we had to use is like our calendars a lot and our schedules a lot um on outlook so always make sure you going back checking your agenda because sometimes you just normally you leave from work and you're going about your day and hanging out with friends it slips your mind but you need to make sure you always like 
are prepared for your next day. Like, okay, you know you have a meeting with a partner. Okay, I need to dress in, you know, very professional, you know, today. Because you just never know. Um, And then always just just be yourself, honestly. Like, people, that whole facade thing. And I'm big on being, like, a genuine person to people. That's one of my biggest things. And, like, when you just try to be fake. People are, it's it's easy to know that. Because you're just like, that's not you. I, I'm quite sure. I don't know you, but I'm quite sure that's not you. Right. <laughs> and so just to be, always be yourself. Because th- that's what's going to want a partner to have you on their team. Or that senior manager to want you on their team. Because they know, especially if you want to be on the forefront of dealing with their client, you need to be, they, that relational um characteristic is something that is very important to because they'll know that it speaks volumes on your character like you have good communication skills like there's so much things that they can take out of you just being yourself so just yeah that's one thing that we learned well that's what's up um so as we as we close because we all gotta we gotta go back to etric and (laughs) (laughs) we gotta you know get ready for the, the weekend um what are, yeah, so what, um, if you guys could just, you know, have some closing remarks, like, what do you want to say to the public? I would say, don't be afraid to have a conversation with anybody, and always know how to carry yourself, because if you're scared to talk to people, then you would not get in the way, because closed mouths don't get fed. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. And if they feel as though you don't carry yourself in a certain manner then they're not going to want to deal with you anyways. So just move, like, move calculated, like, make calculated moves. Move like you should. Move like you should. Make calculated moves. I would say take, you know, being all, all of us are students of Virginia State University. So I would say take advantage of the opportunities that not necessarily Virginia State has to offer, but on our campus we have different organizations that you can join that would get you to those opportunities. For instance, NAVA. <laughs> Nesby, you know, take a hold of those organizations because they can bring you a lot of opportunities that you never thought you could get and may come your way. I'd say um, don't be scared to challenge yourself and try things outside of your comfort zone because you never know um, in which ways that those opportunities that are right in front of your face can help you advance to the level that you think you're supposed to be on or the level that you're actually supposed to be on or how, you know, you can just elevate yourself all around. I like that, Gabby. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> she redeemed herself. Something I think I'll take from is um, you have to experience something to know if it's for you or not. So I did my internship. I found out that wasn't for me. <laughs> Doing this internship, I realized that I want to be an entrepreneur. I want my own. I want to make my own schedule. I want to make my own money. And I think you just start, you know, people should think long-term and short-term. Mm-hmm. So even if everyone's working for big firms, Fortune 500 company, that's fine. Everyone still should be an entrepreneur. You should own real estate. You should, you know, own a business of right. some kind. You know, it's always more ways to make money other than, you know, you need multiple multiple incomes. Right, right. that's true. Multiple incomes. So I think yeah. that's just important, especially as black people. We don't own a lot compared, you know, to other races. So I think that's important. Just Mountain being a caucus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just be an entrepreneur. I think one more thing that we can add to that is 
regardless of who you're working for, if you're working for yourself or you're working for you know other companies until you start working for yourself, just remain authentic. Yeah. Always remember to be yourself in these, no matter if it's a huge platform or the most minute platform, still remain true to yourself. And that's that. Well, thank y'all so much for this. You know, it was a good conversation. Yeah, We've been trying to get this all week, and then now we finally got it. <laughs> now it's the weekend, and, and we out. So everybody, enjoy themselves. This was Real Talk. See you soon.